Warning, in this episode we talk about very psychoactive but also very deadly dangerous poisonous toxic plants. Never try to ingest them, apply them externally, touch or smell them. You will most likely die a horrible unpleasant death. And if you don't die, you will wish you did. If you ever see these plants on the side of the road, just get away from them. Don't try to burn them. The smoke will kill you and the people around you. And don't try to kill others as well. If you're so dumb that we need to specify that too. This episode is just for informative purposes only. And so we can make fun of those who actually use these plants in history. And if you ignore our warnings and proceed to do something you shouldn't, you deserve to be mocked as well. Because you're a fucking dipshit who died out of idiocy and deserve a Darwin Award. Also, fair warning, very harsh pro-feminist comments ahead. If you are a fan of patriarchal pigs, please buzz off. But thank you for the free view anyway. We've talked about monsters and cryptids and aliens and UFOs. So let's end Spooksember talking about some supernatural fuckuppery. You know, like witches and ghosts and podcasting hosts who don't let me talk about stuff. Like magical gems and psychedelic plants which some people like to puff. I need to pretend that I am your friend and tell you not to do this crap. Don't use this route, I'll get a lawsuit and receive the bad hammer slap. Yeah, we're covering a psychedelic plant. Which is known to fuck you up big time and used by witches for ages. But since I don't know if it's legal to talk about Datura or Wolfsbane or deadly nightshades. And Mandrake is too convoluted. I settled for Henbane. Cause it grows everywhere and it's not legally regulated. So I guess it's safe to talk about it. But not use it ever. Cause witches like to use it in the Middle Ages to fly. Actually gets giddy and crazy. And we all know how that turned out for them. Darwin, where is that henbane plant you stole from Erica? Ah, I needed to move it away. Those flowers stink so much! And smell of rotting fish! That people who walk around gardens of henbane sometimes pass out. Smelling even one flower can make you feel dizzy but also giddy. It was used as an anesthetic in ancient times. They'd soak out a sponge into this plant's juices and leave the sponge to dry. And when performing a surgery, just moisten the sponge a bit and put it over the patient's nose and mouth until they pass out. And there are old Welsh beliefs that children who fall asleep near Henbane will never wake up. Funny how medieval people used to dangle this deadly plant around the necks of babies when they were teething. To relieve the pain. But probably to knock them out so the parents can sleep peacefully. In more recent history, they used heroin in children's cough syrup. No wonder so many children died back then. But Henbane was extensively used in dentistry. I'll get to that later. Where is the plant now? I put it down in the basement. Where Dr. Megalo sleeps? Yeah! He'll be fine. Darwin. Go check up on him. Okay, Al, you'll see that he's just fine. <laughs> Dr. Megalo, why are you running around in circles? I'm flying, Darwin. I've been dreaming about this my whole life. <laughs> why are you naked and why do you have a boner? I'm the sexiest man alive. Well, good for you, maintaining that in your old age. <laughs> See, Al, he's fine. He's just having the time of his life. <laughs> Then why is he lying motionless on the floor now? Ah, just let him sleep it out. Flying is hard work, you know. 
Darwin. That scene was questionable. Ah, shit. I already put that warning at the start of the episode. People will think you are glorifying psychoactive drugs. Ugh. Fine. Before I start talking about this plant, let's do an anti-drug PSA. Um, Darwin, my mechanical- Oh, well, I'm not gonna do it with you. Squishy! I'm here? Of course you are! You're a character on my show, and invoked whenever I need to use you as a plot device. So, since I made so much ads for you, you're gonna help me do a PSA. Sure, Darwin! Alright! So, kids, listen to the following PSA, and don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. <laughs> Ever feel the need to invoke spirits? Well, don't, because spirits don't exist, and when you die, you'll just rot away into shit like everyone else. What about the need to enhance your consciousness? No, because only stupid idiot people need to enhance their consciousness, because they don't have it. Smart people are already interesting all by themselves, especially at parties. So, are you a stupid idiot person, huh? What if you are so lonely and depressed you need to escape this reality? It's 2020! If you're so damn lonely, there's ways to buy affordable companionship by the hour. Seek a therapist! It's their job to listen and pretend they care about you. For money. And if you're lucky. Fucked up enough. Maybe they prescribe you antidepressants, because those are legal drugs. They're prescribed by specialists. Who don't go to medical school. And approved by the FDA. So totally safe. And it's not addictive. What if you're too poor to afford a therapist? Well, I guess you don't have money for drugs either, so problem solved. But you don't have to seek out random plants and mushrooms growing around big styes for foods. Nobody's that poor. There's so much affordable, high-quality food out there. Like $1 burgers and pizza. But Darwin, some people are that poor. Well, they probably also don't have the means to listen to my show, so... I don't have to design my PSA around them. So remember, if anybody offers you drugs... Just politely say no, but thank you for the generous offer. Cause that shit expensive. And please don't kill me. And if anybody offers you some weird vegetables for dinner. Just say, the fuck is this shit? Mom, let's just order some pizza. This is why kids don't like spinach. They're smart. And if you find yourself attending a shamanistic ritual and are offered to drink some stinky liquids. Just say, I didn't sign up for this. And stand in the corner while everyone else is having fun astrally projecting. So remember, adult listeners above the age of 18. Just say no to drugs unless approved by your doctor. Who's totally not bribed by pharmaceutical companies to get you hooked on their new product. No, listen to your doctor. Their parents were wealthy enough to bribe them through a prestigious university education, so they know what they're doing. But really, please listen to your doctor and not internet idiots like myself. So, Black Henbane, scientifically named Hyoscyamus, and I'm not saying the species name because everybody mispronounces it in a French accent, to just pretend that it is not at all linked to a racial slur. But this thing has a lot of common names, including Stinking Nightshade, Devil's Eye, Henbell, Hogbean, Hogbane, Jupiter's Bean, Poison Tobacco, Insane Root, Castellata, and Stinking Roger. And these are the ones I can pronounce. No wonder Carl Linnaeus revised biological nomenclature, because with plants, every fucking village has its own names for the same things. It is believed this thing is called henbane because bane means killer and hen is a chicken and chickens would get paralyzed and die after eating seeds of this thing. But some sites want to spoil the fun and say that hen used to mean death. For some reason. So henbane means death killer. I bet 90s comic books never thought of that cool name. Which makes no sense because the plant wolfsbane was named because hunters used to poison arrows with the plant to kill wolves. Or does wolf mean murder so it's murder killer? Well, first it was named henbell so deathbell and over time changed to henbane and just got associated with chicken murder. 
Others say it came from an Indo-European stem word Bchalena, meaning crazy plant. I get crazy trying to pronounce this shit. Or from the Proto-Germanic word Bill, meaning hallucination. Because when I get my credit card bill, I like to pretend I'm hallucinating. But the henbane name has been used at least since 1265. But it's apparently hard to figure out. Well, the scientific name comes from the Greek Hyos Kayamos, meaning hog bean, because pigs are apparently immune to this plant's toxic effects and enjoy the high they get from eating it. But this also seems to be a myth, as other state pigs die from eating this plant. I guess since this plant likes to grow in disturbed places or around heaps of manure, as they like soil with a lot of nitrogen, maybe they grew around pigsties which sparked the myth. My own hypothesis. Well, this plant is from the nightshade family or Solanaceae, which includes some of the most psychotropic and toxic plants ever. And most of them were used by witches or cunning folk for centuries, like deadly nightshade datura or mandrake. And just so you know, cunning folk were folk healers, herbalists, practitioners of white magic. You'd go to them if you were pissed poor to buy potions from professional pharmacists. Well, the term witch was historically used for practitioners of nefarious shit. Or women you want to execute to show off your patriarchal political power. Though I think the Inquisition killed them all regardless. You know what else is from the nightshade family? Tobacco. Which is also fucking toxic, but hey. It's a profitable legal narcotic. And also tomatoes, potatoes, and peppers, which are also poisonous. At least the leaves and stalks are. The fruits are not, but since potatoes are tubers, which are specialized stems, they sometimes have green spots on them which are poisonous. Kids remember the Arthur episode with the green potato chip. Also, listeners who are adults, but for some reason still live with their mommy who cooks for them. If you don't want to eat your vegetables, just tell your parents they are poisonous. Have them search up some bullshit on Google. And since they probably don't understand biology, they'll panic and stop letting you eat this shit you don't like. You can do this for any food. Basically, everything causes cancer. I'm surprised nobody has still discovered the real cause of cancer. Is life itself. Darwin, you sound so goth. It's a fucking goth episode. We'll be talking about some real witchy shit. Goths aren't witches. You're thinking of Wiccans. <sighs> Whatever. All those emos are the same to me. And I'm running out of communities to piss off on my show. What are they gonna do, huh? Hex me. Joke's on them. I'm already cursed. By the existential dread of being alive. Dude. Ah, I'm just trying to invoke him. But looks like he's not taking the bait. Guess I'll have to do the ritual, but... I'm scared of using the plant. Why, you're tired of living anyways. Because there's still a lot of people I want to piss off during my lifetime. And a lot of pizza I want to eat. Those are the only reasons I keep playing the simulated reality game called Existence. Your edginess is overloading my programming. But it's not summoning him. Ah, if I'm to proceed with this ritual, might as well learn how this plant will fuck me up. And most likely kill me. Because what better way to see ghosts than be a dead fucking ghost yourself? Henbane grows all over continental Europe and Western Asia and has been used as a medicinal plant since ancient times, especially in Northern Europe, the Arab world, and ancient Egypt, where they have their own more potent species, and on the British Isles where it did not occur naturally, but rather spread out of botanical gardens and naturalized somewhere in the Middle Ages. And today it's spread all over North America because it is an invasive weed, even though in some countries it is classified as an endangered species. So what's the deal with henbane? Well, it's full of psychoactive shit. All parts of the plants contain high amounts of alkaloids, such as hyoscyamine, atropine, tropane, and scopolamine. And if those words mean nothing to you, well, welcome to the club then, because I'm also not a drug addict, so I don't know shit. They're supposed to be metabolites that are very common in plants of the nightshade family, and are known as hallucinogenics, psychedelics, sedatives, and other words that have the same meaning but are used so you can feel professional and sciencey, and sell the idea that you are a doctor and not a common peasant. 
It was used for centuries as an anesthetic and a calming agent, a painkiller, muscle relaxant, and narcotic. Sometimes it would be ingested, like due to its abilities to treat muscle spasms, it would have been used to treat diarrhea and irritable bowel syndrome, but also respiratory and urinary spasms. But since it is very fucking poisonous, and internal use leads to hallucinations, abnormal behavior, and death, it was mostly used externally, applied as an ointment on the skin to treat pain and muscle fuckuppery, or burned to use as an incense or fumigator. Yeah, sure. It was also used to treat various types of madness. Cause nothing better to give to a crazy person than something that makes them more crazy. Maybe you over crazy them that their mind just resets. I had a friend send me a snapshot from some DK encyclopedia of homeopathy. I'm not crazy enough like my friend to buy books on bullshit. And it says that henbane is the best remedy for those with paranoid traits and behavioral problems. And that homeopaths prescribe it to treat schizophrenia and epilepsy. The fuck? And there's some list of symptoms, but I don't know how to understand this because I only have one fucking page with no context. But the most interesting symptoms are behavioral problems, which state, and I quote, Violent outbursts and the desire to shock. This totally sounds like me. With behavior ranging from simple foolishness. Absolutely me. To shameless sexual exhibitionism. Shit, forget everything I said. Characteristic impulses are to appear naked, masturbate, and handle the genitals. Lewdness, promiscuity, and an erotic obsession may develop. Jealousy is common and in children is often due to a new baby in the family. And you know how homeopathy basically tries to cure symptoms by giving shit that causes that said symptom? Like curing madness with madness. So I guess these are all normal symptoms of henbane poisoning. But anyway, homeopathy is legal. And you have assholes pretending they're doctors prescribing hallucinogenic deadly plants to people with epilepsy and real mental disorders. What the fuck? Well, common symptoms of henbane poisoning include jolly stuff such as increased heart rate, arrhythmia, agitation, dry mouth, me, warm flush skin, nausea, vomiting, constipation, extremely dilated pupils, slurred speech, also me, hallucinations, confusion, totally me, disorientation, fuck, delirium, shit, and aggressiveness. I'm chronically poisoned by henbane. All of which can last up to four hours after ingestion. And once recovered, the person has no memory of the episode. It is well known for causing short-term memory loss. And the side effects of overdosage include delirium, coma, respiratory paralysis, and death. Which lasts forever. Some more interesting side effects that not many professional sites want to acknowledge are laughing at inappropriate times, paranoia, the feeling that everybody is out to get you, also euphoria, abnormal sexual arousal, nymphomania, and obscene behavior. Like the need to get naked and masturbate in front of others. Just like the homeopathy book says. This was all categorized as craziness, which is why you won't find direct references to these things. But henbane used to be sold as an aphrodisiac and an ingredient in old tiny love potions, which, apart from poisons to kill your spouse, were the most popular reason people back then even went to witches or cunning folk. Women would buy this shit to put into the food or drink of a certain man they want to, and I quote, Afflict him with an undying erection, mad with lust. In other words, to secure themselves financially, because back then, having sex with someone meant you needed to immediately marry them if you don't want God to smite you down. 
And I'm not trying to be sexist, this shit actually occurred throughout history, and deceptive assholes exist regardless of gender. But hey, if it makes you feel better, I believe a lot of men also use this on women, especially since it causes memory loss. But the thing is, most of the info we have on its historical use in potions are from documents of inquisition trials, and they tended not to condemn men for witchy shit. And even if a woman back then reported such an act, she would be condemned as a witch in order to silence her. It was a fucked up time back then. So yeah, the available evidence we do have has sexist connotations because the same people documenting this evidence were fucking sexist swine. But historically, if you can even believe any historical accounts, women tended to dabble more into this cutting behavior and poisoning. Cause what else do you do in a patriarchal society that persecutes you for being alive than outsmart those same men who think they're all tough and grand when they least expect it? Hey, I'm not glorifying murder. I'm just saying, if you're so tough and cool, a manly man, then cook your own goddamn food. Cause only pussies rely on systematic historical hindering of a whole sex's individuality and freedom. So you as a macho man can have a surrogate mommy who takes care of you. Cause you can't outgrow your Oedipus complex. And patriarchal men historically denied women their independence because these same men could never be independent by themselves. They need to suck on somebody's titty their whole life. So it's fucking terrifying to them that someone without a dick can accomplish more than they ever could, if given the opportunity. Darwin, you've dug yourself into a hole. Well, the most famous historical and literary examples of henbane poisoning were induced by men. In the famous Shakespeare play, Hamlet's father is killed by applying a fictional poison habanon into his ear by Hamlet's uncle Claudius. And some sources actually believe this poison was henbane. And also a notorious murderer, Howley Harvey Crippen, known as Dr. Crippen, killed his wife with Henbane in 1910. And he was a homeopathic doctor, so not a real doctor. But let's all start calling him Dr. Cretan. I can shit over the legacy of murderers because they deserve it and fuck them. And nobody can sue me for calling them assholes because that's the nicest term anybody can use to describe them. And why would anybody trust homeopaths today who prescribe Henbane when this asshole is notorious for killing someone with the same shit? But hey, now that I showed you how men are also poisoner assholes. Using one fictional example. Let's talk about witches. Cause that's not sexist at all. You know, throughout history, when men have enough money and political power to create giant organized institutions of murder and persecution, it is called organized religion. But when women who are denied money and power develop their own niche spiritual beliefs based on pagan traditions that celebrate peace and harmony with nature. They're called witches and massively executed. Cause spiritual beliefs which promote individual thought and freedom are a giant threat to the patriarchal ego. They're a huge institution built upon weak foundations of insecurity. And Squishy, I'm sorry for criticizing organized religion. No worries, Darwin. We are registered as a religion only so we can evade taxes. Wow, that's so smart. Why did nobody ever think of that before? Darwin, it's holiday season, nobody wants to listen to your negativity. Well, Al, this is the perfect time to talk about witches, cause Christmas is a stolen, hyped up version of many pagan winter solstice celebrations, like the Germanic Yule or the Roman Saturnalia. Go look it up! And anyway, we lost all our subscribers, nobody's listening! And even if someone is, they obviously have nothing better to do with their miserable life. So, henbane, apart from being used as both a medicine and an object of murder, it has been used in magic since ancient times too. In ancient Greece, the priestesses of the Oracle of Delphi breathed henbane fumes to induce prophetic visions. 
Persian visionaries used henbane wines for astral projection. Viking berserkers drank it to become all crazy and murderous. And Celtic druids smoked the damn plant to travel to the fairy realm. More recently, Renaissance magical practitioners used the seeds as fumigants for necromantic rituals. To conjure up the dead, make spirits and strange shapes appear. And even summon demons. Which I'm looking forward to doing myself. Also, in the Middle Ages, it was believed this plant could control weather. So some used it for rain dances. And others used it to blight crops and sometimes poison and kill cattle. But no worries, Henbane's magical properties are so versatile that it could be used for protection against evil or magic. Assyrians carried around seeds with sulfur as magic protection, and in the Middle Ages people would wrap the plant in hare skin and leave it out in a field to attract hares, or rabbits, because it was believed that witches shapeshifted into hares on their way to gatherings, so getting them all in one place meant you could kill them all easily. See, I'm not the only one who kills rabbits. Or maybe they weren't so harsh, just arrested these bunnies for inquisitional interrogation. But speaking of shapeshifting, I also found a study that says lycanthropy used to be induced and sometimes cured with henbane. And convicted werewolves were sometimes found to be men poisoned by someone else. And there are ties to some science fiction bullshit called astrology. And I'm not going into it because I don't care about fictional planetary sciences when there is already a real science called astronomy. So, Henbane is tied to astrology, psychic abilities, witches, fairies, ghosts, demons, and werewolves. And also rapist assholes of all genders. Because it was extensively used in love magic. The old tiny word for date rape. Its fumes were also used in bathhouses to induce erotic feelings. And by the Middle Ages, this plant was heavily demonized and associated with witchcraft. Just having this plant around your home could get you convicted as a witch. It was a common baneful herb. You know, plants which are staples in witches' pantries like Hellebore, Belladonna, Datura, Mandrake, and Henbane, like very often. So why did witches love henbane so much? Cause it allowed them to fly! The plant's leaves are very hairy and oily, and the alkaloids that henbane and related plants contain are very easily absorbed through the skin and can get you pretty high via this application method, actually induce a sense of body suspension and flight. You can get high just off touching this plant for a while. But what witches like to do is create flying ointments out of henbane and other poisonous crap mixed in with, and I quote this extremely witchy shit. The fat of children digged out of their graves. Ed Gein approves. Cause you know, witches like to eat children, blah blah blah. They probably use pig fat or regular oil. But flying ointments are a whole giant topic and they were made out of a mixture of plants. So if I ever cover another poisonous plant, I'll probably be mentioning their use in flying ointments as well. And even though most sites state that henbane was a staple of these flying ointments, I found a study that suggests it was not. But it is a staple of more modern recipes. Yeah, people still make this shit. And sell it on the internet. But I wouldn't encourage anybody to try because even researchers who wanted to recreate and test old recipes of this shit actually died. Hey, at least they died for science. One of these modern victims was the historian and occultist Carl Kisawata. And, allegedly, these flying ointments are most potent when applied to the armpits or vaginally and anally. And allegedly, the belief that witches flied on broomsticks was because they allegedly applied this to their vagina and anus via a broomstick handle. But... I say allegedly, because I believe this is bullshit concocted by a horny teenager who's been watching too much porn. They didn't have mass production of brooms back then, so... Splinters! What woman in the right mind would do such a thing? And all these men promoting this myth? Let me ask you something. Would you shove a splintery broomstick up your ass? 
Oh, you're a man. But it's perfectly okay for a woman to do this. Go fuck yourself. Women back then were creative enough to make their own sex toys. Al, I don't know if I can even use this plant. Why? Because if I explicitly use this plant, it would mean I am promoting drug use and poisoning. And I'll be cancelled. Even though homeopaths can prescribe it legally because they call themselves doctors. And also, I can't do a demonic ritual because that would piss off the Christian listeners around Christmas time. So what are we going to do? Well, Al, you have that new invention of yours. What invention? You know, that... Plot Device 2000. What? Ow! A few minutes later, after using Plot Device 2000 via an undisclosed application method. Well, that was a huge waste of time. That Plot Device 2000 didn't do shit! Probably because I'm already crazy! Ah, fuck alien abduction! Seems my ass is too big to even astrally project! No, Darwin, you're just sitting on your ass all day. It's my personal life choice! Walk away from your body. <sighs> okay. Whoa, I left my body! Am I that ugly and fat? What's even the point of astral projection if you still need to do shit and put in physical efforts? Even without a body! Well, now I hope there is no afterlife, so I can finally rest after I die and not do shit. But you know, well, in Greek mythology, the dead in Hades were crowned with henbane, so they would be too lazy and delirious to cross the river Styx into the land of the living. And also in ancient times, farmers put a few henbane seeds into cattle feeds, so the animals could slow down and fatten up easily. Ugh, until they realized the toxins made their way into the milk. But hey, imagine drinking hallucinogenic milk! The natural eggnog! And then dying of it, cause you should never do this shit yourself! And look, Al, no ghosts except me. So I guess ghosts don't exist. And if it truly is this peaceful, I look forward to becoming a permanent ghost myself. Where should we look for him? <clears throat> well, I often lock myself in the bathroom to cry. Maybe he's feeding off my residual tears there. What? Goldie? It is just a goldfish, Darwin. It's my pet goldfish that I accidentally overfed when I was eight years old. I guess it got clogged in my toilet plumbing and its ghost is here. What's that? Darwin, the toilet. Wait, Dickie? Dickie, oh, I miss you so much. Oh, do you miss me, little guy? I have no fucking idea what you're saying. <laughs> what the fuck? Another ghost! Darwin. Where's that coming from? Um, Darwin, look in the mirror. Black Swallower? You left me die with empty stomach. I usually die full stomach. <laughs> Ow, we're leaving. Fuck this bathroom. Yummy, yummy, eat my Okay, so ghosts apparently exist. But of animals only. Mr. Darwin! What? Who are you? Dear boy, don't you recognize me? Are you Charles Darwin? Precisely, lads. Why the fuck are you in my house? Dear lad, you have been desecrating my legacy. No? Yes, your show is named Darwin's Deviations. That's not a reference to you. You've, You've been ruining my good name. No, it's my name. Now people are associating me with you. No, it's my deviations because I'm Darwin and I'm fucking crazy. I am the original Darwin. It's a common English name that used to mean dear friend. Get over it, old man. You ruined my name, lads. <sighs> 
I don't want to shit over my hero. I know you've been anxious your whole life and troubled with various health and emotional issues. My show's name is not a reference to that. It's a nod to me and the similar stuff I go through. And you're my inspiration to just cope with it all and move forward with the stuff that fuels my passion. Just chill out, old man. Oh, okay, lads. Thank you for clearing that up. <sighs> Shit. I knew the show's name would someday be misinterpreted. <sighs> what the fuck? You asshole, you just flushed Dicky down the toilet. What's a Dicky? Oh, is that where I get my worms from? Wait, are you... And Tony Van Leeuwenhoek? Certainly, and you're the asshole who's been desecrating my name. Everybody's desecrating your name, it's barely pronounceable. Sir, let me show you something in the toilet. No, dude! People have been telling you for over three centuries, nobody wants to look at your shit. But it has worms in it. Then cook your damn meat. You know Mozart died because of that. There are worms in my teeth too. Hey, actually, that's a widespread old-time misconception. Listeners, have you ever heard of the concept of the tooth worm? Well, people in history have believed that all tooth ailments were caused by worms burrowing inside their teeth. There are worms in other places as well. Actually, this myth most likely originated because the tooth pulp looks somewhat wormy. But people have been using henbane to cure toothaches since ancient times by funneling henbane smoke into patients' mouths. But before dentistry became a predatory capitalist practice, toothaches were monetarily exploited by conmen throughout history. They would present themselves as miracle healers, provide you a pot of steaming water with henbane seeds, so you can breathe in the vapor and after some time your tooth would stop aching. And in the water, you would see the worms that crawled out of your teeth. Actually, the germinated henbane seeds with the exposed embryo. The con man would say he cured you of your tooth worms. Take your money and leave in a hurry. Because after a few hours, your tooth would start aching again. Excuse me, sir. I need to go to the crapper again. Uh, what is it with this guy and shit? Ugh, it smells. Ghosts have been known to leave bad smells. Uh. <laughs> Let's go outside, Al, in my backyard, until this clears away. Ah, finally, some fresh air. Darwin, you are a ghost, you can't breathe. And you're a software, you don't have a soul. How are you even speaking to me? Darwin, you are the one without a soul. And haven't you heard of the ghost in the machine? Good day, gentlemen. Hey! Another badly accented British person. Don't you recognize me, Sir Darwin? Um, no? How about my shotgun? Wait, it can't be. Oh, it is me. Darwin, who is this? Ah, uh, John Whitehead. Yes. Why do you do this to me? Now I need to roll that disclaimer again. Any resemblance to individuals alive or deceased is intentionally over-exaggerated and intended purely as satire and parody of such individuals, and not intended to portray true or factual information about that individual, because our show is set in a fictional parallel dimension, read in the eyes of the legal system, completely unrelated to the artificial simulated reality our listeners are, unbeknownst to them, residing in. Why are you here, Mr. Whitehead? You've made a mockery out of my life's work! I did that disclaimer! Leave me alone! I can't hear it, it's added in post-production! Oh, Sir Darwin, if you were a bird, I'd shoot you right now. Well, I am flying out of my body. Oh, very well then. Hey, wait, how can you even kill me? I'm a ghost. This shotgun is filled with salt. 
So? Darwin, trust me, we should get back inside. Hey, Mr. Whitehead, look, in that tree over there. Is that a Corsican nut hatch? Where? Oh, little buddy, I'll shoot you and take your eggs with me and illustrate your desecrated nest in my notebook. Oh, man. Well, that should keep him occupied. Darwin, shouldn't we continue looking for you? Oh, yeah. Where should we look? Well, he loved to feed off my nightmares. Maybe my bedroom? Ah, look at this! There's something written on my bedroom door. Red rum. Ah, maybe it's that alcoholic jackalope. Whoa, hey, am I interrupting something? Darwin, who the fuck are these guys? How should I know this bear is trying to suck this other guy's dick? Ah, I'm not a bear. Well, you look like a fucking bear. Trying to suck some dick. I just a bear suit. Who are you? Ed Game. Mama gave me that name. Oh, isn't your mama dead? Hey, she ain't missing. She at the farm right now. I think they burned down your farm as soon as you were arrested. Mama? At least you moved on to wearing bearskins in the afterlife. And you, sharply dressed gentlemen, are you Jeffrey Dahmer? Yeah. I see you still prefer sexual encounters with dead people. I have an incessant and never-ending desire to be with someone at whatever cost. I bet you wrote that on my bedroom door. How's your alcoholism these days? Uh, that's when the cannibalism started. That sounds so familiar, like I heard it a hundred times on another show. Here's the... Whoa! There goes the door! Ted Bundy? I am the most cold-hearted son of a bitch you will ever meet. Well, no wonder you're only wearing a plate shirt and it's fucking cold here. You're gonna freeze to death. Why are you guys in my house anyway? You shit over our legacy. We want revenge. Uh, you're fucking serial killers! Desecration is the nicest thing you guys deserve! And how are you not in hell? Uh, Bundy, don't get any closer. I'm not gonna hurt you. Then why do you have that axe? I'm just, I'm just gonna, gonna bash your brains in. Um, no, Bundy, you're not. Though your killings were indeed heinous, atrocious, and cruel, and they were extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile, you're just a coward who kills women. Hey, it's not me, it's the pornography. Observing you now, I feel like I'm watching porn, because all I see in front of me is a giant pussy. No, objection. Oh, is that a tear? Is the little kitty getting wet? No. Get away from me! Oh, it's cry day all over again. Cry, Bundy, cry. And you two assholes have anything else to say to me? No, no, I want my mama. Nothing. Now I'm hungry. Good. Get out of my house! And go fuck yourselves on your way back to hell. I can't possibly voice act all these characters! Let's just go in the basement already! Why the basement? Because the henbane is there, if it invokes demons, then he is there! Let's just finish this fucking episode. Aren't you going to share a cool henbane fact? <sighs> I already said how henbane was used by Viking berserkers to go murderous! Listeners, if you want to be informed... The fuck you listening to me? Go read a book! And on to the fucking basement already! Hey guys, I'm Darwin. I barely gather the courage to crawl out of my shell and share my knowledge and interests. 
Ow, why is there a cringy version of me in front of me? Darwin, you will need to defeat three ghosts, your past, present, and future self, before you are able to find you. Ah, his stupid name is making that sound more philosophical than it really is. Also, three ghosts! How Chris is he? Well, I don't read classical literature. I like science. And literary works are made up crap. Why waste your time reading up on fictional characters? It's not like I'll ever need to think up elaborate character development. No hard feeling scientists I mocked on my show. I love you. Ugh, I guess this goody two-shoes is the ghost of Darwin past. This will be easy. Hey, dipshit! Oh, Darwin, we do not use bad words. Go fuck yourself! No, we do a scientific podcast! You need to act professional. But you're not professional! You're a coward suppressing your true self! Even though you are a very transparent entity now. No, I am scientific, people will love it! You're a pussy! Too afraid to make anything longer than 12 minutes! No! And your editing sucks too! No! And the first episode is shit! And I keep it around to attract squares such as yourself! And fuck him up with later episodes! <laughs> was easy. Not so fast, Darwin. Maybe your strongest opponent is yourself. What? Darwin, this is the ghost of Darwin present. This is just me. How will you defeat yourself? <laughs> hey, Darwin, you suck. No, you suck. Oh, so that means that you actually suck. What? Yeah, because you are me. So if I suck, you suck. No, you suck, but you are me. So I suck. But I hate you, so I actually hate myself. I am my own worst enemy. I... I don't want to do this anymore. I, I can't. Bye. What did you do? Ah, the best way to banish a doppelganger is to fuck it up with a paradox. And since it is me, I just out-depressed it out of existence. Fuck, fuck it, fuck, fuck, fuck. Darwin, this is the ghost of Darwin yet to come. Poopy, poopy, fuck, fuck, shit. Ugh, what's that farting noise? That is your 150th character called Poopy, a little constipated poo that became trapped in your body. Yes, my poopy friends. Jokes on you, ghost future Darwin does not exist because the world is ending. Jokes on you, fucking asshole, the world does not end. And I am the superior motherfucking Darwin. Hey, even I don't use that word. Poopy approves! Ah, shit, do I really need to do this? How will stupid pussy Darwin defeat me? <laughs> I don't feel like doing this! Ah, Poopy fucking eat that shit! <sighs> Guess I gotta do research. Okay, demon, how about we learn some magnificent science? What an excellent day for an exorcism! From this giant book of human physiology and biochemistry junk. Shut up your ass, you- Hey, thank you, Poopy, for censoring him. Anyway, how does henbane kill you? Well, these alkaloids found in the plant, they are anticholinergics, meaning they block the neurotransmitter acetylcholine in nerve synapses. Ah, fuckity, fuckity, shit, 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 shit. Now, you know how we all have an autonomic nervous system? It controls stuff we do involuntarily like digestion, breathing, heart rate. Well, it is composed of two parts, the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. Ah, Darwin, you'll need to fight forces. Hey, if that's what it takes to finish this damn episode. The sympathetic nervous system stimulates fight-or-flight responses, like accelerating heart rate, breathing, constriction of blood vessels, dilation of pupils, but also slows down digestion. Ah! 
Well, the parasympathetic nervous system inhibits all that stuff but accelerates digestion. So they constantly outmaneuver each other to keep your metabolism balanced. You think he's here, Darwin? Would you like to leave a message? I already know he's here. I saw him earlier. Anyway, when taking henbane, these anticholinergics block the parasympathetic nervous system, so nothing to keep the sympathetic nervous system in check. So your heart rate, breathing, all that stuff gradually increase. That's why you get so agitated, your muscles are relaxed, but your metabolism goes haywire. You know what he did, your dicky dicky. So in most severe poisonings, the patient experiences hypertension, respiratory arrest, convulsions, seizures, coma. Fuck you, darling. They say you lose control. No, of your diaphragm. So you slowly suffocate to death. And this type of poisoning is called anticholinergic syndrome. This is so boring. Because there's nothing to balance out your metabolism. So health professionals usually administer gastric emptying with activated charcoal. <laughs> and also give benzodiazepines for the convulsions. <laughs> and physostigmine is also proven to be a great antidote. <laughs> And physostigmine is also toxic but cancels out the toxicity of Envy's anticholinergics. So if taking this poison when poisoned, you get unpoisoned. Fuck this boring shit, I'm out of here. Gotta go make an episode on Chicka Copper Food to clear my head of your science bullshit. But listeners, never try to poison yourself twice. Go to a fucking doctor. Is he gone now? Oh, man, that was tough. He does chupacabra poo. Man, I want my show to be that fun. And stupid. Don't worry, Darwin. You're getting there. And I want a character named Poopy. Soon, Darwin. Soon. You know, Al, speaking of poopies, I read some study where they found archaeological evidence of medicinal henbane used by Ottoman Turks. Like charred up seeds that were burned for fumigation. And most likely the patients would put a cloth over their head when breathing the smoke. But what caught my interest is how they detailed that the fuel used for this burning was animal shit. Which was apparently used for lighting fires back then. So if you had a toothache, apart from puffing henbane, you'd also be inhaling shit. Good thing henbane smells awful, so you wouldn't notice the difference. So, let's just open the store already. Dr. Megalo, did you die? Ah, Darwin, I'm finally free. No, I don't have money for funerals. Go back into your body now. Nah, okay, stupid Darwin. Darwin, is that you? Ah, finally found him. Yeah, if you're referring to yourself, you are you. I thought you didn't want me anymore. Wait, what? I can't possess people who don't accept me. Well... I don't know what to do with you. Your character is so underdeveloped and your fucking voice is awful. We can barely understand any word you say. But this is how I speak. No, you've changed your voice many times on this show. Can't you just stick with something comprehensible? Is this better? Hell no. How about this? My ears are bleeding. How about now? Ah, finally. Something tolerable. Have you been hiding down here this whole time? Yeah, I've been feeding off the souls of... Thanksgiving turkeys. They just keep appearing here for some reason. I wouldn't know anything about that. Except that we killed many turkeys for Thanksgiving. You... Name. I want you back. Really? <clears throat> sure. If you can keep that normal voice at least. Oh, we're reunited again. Uh, 
Darwin, what sound effect should we use for our return to the land of the living? Oh, ow! I've been working on this episode for too long! I've barely found a day off to finish this shit! Just do a fucking cut! Everybody tuned out after the millionth fart! Yay, the end! Finally! And we're reunited again! Really? That voice again? You fucked me over! I can't help it! This is how my voice manifests in the real world! Ugh, this episode sucks! And my movie references were shit. You should have done Ghostbusters. You know, honestly, I never really saw that movie in its entirety. I find it kind of boring. And it's too preachy with the feminism. Darwin, you're talking about the remake. I'm talking about Ghostbusters. You should have referenced the original. There's an original? Ah, also, you know what, guys? All those ghosts came in groups of three. Like the three animals, three naturalists, three serial killers, and three... Mies. Does it mean anything, Darwin? Mm, no, I'm just too caught up with doing trilogies of episodes with a common arc and similar themes. Darwin, this is only the second trilogy. No, I've been doing those since the beginning. If you ignore episode one, because it sucks, we have the trilogy of character introductions. Wolverine Frog introduces you, because episode one does not exist. Yeah, his name is literally you, dumbass. Took you 16 episodes to realize that. The Kinsonia introduces Al, and Black Swallower introduces Squishy. And then we have the trilogy of our fucking house falling apart, being rebuilt, and me burning up its remains. Then the trilogy of transitioning to longer episodes and teasing at dinosaurs and my show's impending extinction. Then we have the obvious trilogy of the three ignored kingdoms of Whittaker's five kingdom system and asexuality and the bullshit of taxonomy. And then I just stopped being subtle and made this trilogy of fucking weird ass episodes about pseudoscientific shit that I actually find interesting and I'm ashamed of that. My point is, guys, by the end of these trilogies, I just lose my focus and fuck it up. No, the termite mushroom episode is very cool. Why are you discussing this with us and not the listeners? There are no listeners. Don't you get it, guys? Our show is utter shit. It's become too convoluted and too dark. We're scraping the bottom of the barrel and I love it. But people want stuff with fake positivity and mass appeal and bleh. And podcasters who do fan interactions and live streams. So they can hold their farts in for three hours. Maybe we need a hard reset of the show. Ah, Darwin, what should I do with this henbane plant? Dr. Megal, you're interrupting me. Just burn it in the fireplace. Anyway, guys, I'm tired of doing fucking trilogies. I want to do simple standalone episodes for a while. I want to break away from this fucking science and citing sources. My show is too nasty for those goody-two-shoes science people anyway. And if any asshole is listening out there and you want fan interaction, hey, send me an email. Find it yourself. I'm not gonna repeat the same opening and ending lines over and over like other podcasters. The only things I reuse are jokes. So hit me up, send me hi, and I'll tell you to go fuck off. So you can feel interacted with. From the creator you love so much. You don't know me and nobody loves me. The only fan mail I get is from shady organizations which want to sell me YouTube views and likes. Yeah, kids, your favorite YouTubers are fucking cheaters. And anyway, I don't know what I'm gonna do next, okay? I have an awesome idea. Sure, what is it? How about Christmas and New Year specials? Do you even belong on the show? You dumbass. You know what our least viewed episode is? The Dracula Halloween special. Yes, Darwin, because you wasted our time with flowers. No, because it said Halloween special in the title. And on that day, everybody is out partying, getting drunk, and fucked. 
Nobody's listening to any shows, except lonely recluses such as myself who stay home. Even when I binge on a podcast and stumble upon a Thanksgiving or Christmas special, I feel dumb as shit listening to that in July, and expect it to be forced and awkward. That's why I needed to change the title of episode 7. What was I even thinking? And I hate festive crap. Nobody has the right to force me to feel a certain way at a certain time of year. I have a human right to be miserable all year long. I don't give a shit about your holidays, and I'm not obligated to acknowledge they even exist. And if you're offended by that, you're a lazy asshole. Yeah, you accept already established festivities, which are not your creation. And you listen to shows other people put their time and effort into creating while sitting on your ass and consuming the shit I'm pouring into your ears. Get off your ass, do something, make your own damn show, or establish your own religion. Then you can be pissed off and offended. Darwin, why are you doing this? Because maybe the world world ends before I do another episode. And, you know, if the afterlife is as crowded as we saw today, man, even in death you can't escape people. The only reason I'm looking forward to the world ending is so I can finally have some peace and quiet. But since it looks like that's not an option, I don't feel like living and I don't feel like dying either. I just feel like putting all my time and energy into making the worst show ever. Because... There's something good about pessimism. All the bad things that happen to you are actually subjectively positive. Because you always expect much worse. Ah, Darwin, I burned this plant and now our house is filling with smoke. Yay, it's time for the surprise ending twist. Oh, not again. We shouldn't have burned that plant. Now we are all out of our minds and... Tripping. And we'll experience memory loss. Will this be the hard reset of our show's universe? Who knows? I'll decide later. I'm too tired now. Bye. Assholes. Today we'll be discussing blood curling shit, Chupacabra poo. And I can't find any reports on Chupacabra poo being located. Though due to all the blood it sucks, its poo would probably be black and sticky. So there it is, guys, another fucking episode done. Ain't that right, poopy? Wait, what? My ass is shredding to pieces. Finally free! Poopy! I'm sick of your dumbass, I think we should separate. No, poopy! I'm leaving you, I like that other Darwin more. I'll bring you to the past so I can meet my new companion. My artificial fuck, I'm out of organs. Okay, fine. No! Bye, asshole! No, Poopy! Don't leave me! 